I don't. I mean, it's it's fine. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to the Afterthoughts with Luke and Kyle. I like that. I like that a lot. Afterthoughts with Luke and Kyle. We've had a rather long episode, and I I was feeling like I might be apologetic about the length of the episode. I mean, it was was only fifty-one minutes. It's not like it was two hours. But it was one of those occasions where it was one of those occasions where I didn't really feel the need to edit much out because every time I thought, oh, I'll cut that bit. No, that's important. Oh, I'll cut that bit. No, that's important. Well, I'll just shave this. T- no, I need that in there. So we kept it in all its glory. And um, it's one of the most extraordinarily detailed and succinct and informative and incredible stories of one man's build up to why he felt the need to end his life, as I've heard in all of my days. Yeah. You know, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said, like, you know, obviously, I don't have kids. But that feeling of no way out before, like, overrides the parental instinct. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I hope because our listeners are pretty badass, but I hope there's no one judging this guy being like, how could you do that to your kids? Because mm. most of the time, we're not in each other's shoes. I think that's and- amazing, Kyle, because I I asked him that, because for me, I was I absolutely was quite shocked, because I know, I, and we've spoken about this before on the podcast too, which is like, People see suicide as a very selfish way out, especially when you're leaving loved ones behind and especially when you're leaving children behind. But if you are in a place of manic depression or completely blinkered, if if you're down there, if you're in the darkness, people don't, people aren't thinking straight when they're planning their own death, when they're thinking that the next step is for them to kill themselves. There's no way you're thinking rationally about what that's going to do to the people around you. Because when you read about people that have taken their own lives and they leave their children behind, you can't, you, you, for, if for a second they were thinking rationally, then they would have surely thought, well, I, no, I can't leave my kids behind. How are they going to feel? Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a great point because it's like, I feel like most of the time people kill themselves or attempt suicide, they don't necessarily want to die. They just want the pain to stop. Totally. And the pain is just too much. Too much. And I understand why people who haven't ever felt that kind of emotional or mental pain or had that kind of mental illness or trauma totally cannot get with the whole premise of suicide. Um, yeah. Uh, totally. So we're not, you know, we're not saying one way or the other. This really was Rob's story and it was an absolutely fascinating story. Um, I, I, you know, some of the things I took from it, we've, we've spoken about um, people who have grown up with in traumatic childhoods with a traumatic parental figure uh, and just knowing how that must have felt for him when he thought he you know, nearly died by falling through the ice and was rescued and his parents weren't loving and caring and thank God and goodness me, you nearly died. They literally just berated him and got on with their day. Yeah. You always want to say, like, people are just doing their best. Mm. Um, and I'm sure they are. But 
Sometimes you hear a story like that and you're just like, maybe that's an excuse that we just tell our like ourselves that. Yeah. You're like, maybe they should step it up. It's hard. It is hard for people though. Like, if you a lot, there's a lot of. I mean, how do I put this? Everyone has their own stuff going on. So, for all we know, the parents were, you know, having a having issues, or they had their what they perceived to be their priorities. But we we went on to talk in the in the episode with Rob that my my priority now, knowing that me and their mother aren't together anymore for my children, is um, is love, is showing them love and having them understand their worth and their value, and listening to them. And hearing them out, and and yep. more importantly than anything, keeping them safe and making them feel safe. Yeah, well, I think you guys do a great job at co-parenting. Yeah, not everybody's like that. <laughs> no, well, they're they're not, and there's so many extenuating circumstances that come between two parents' ability to correctly or kindly parent their children, and so. Yeah. Again, we're not here to tell you how to how to do things and how not to do things, but what we are here to do is um, uncover some findings. And there is a common thread, and you know from your childhood, and I know from my childhood, what a feeling of unsafety does to you, not just as a kid, but growing up. found it interesting, too, is like when I, I kind of dove, dived. Both of those are good dove. for me, buddy. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When I got into the safety stuff in therapy and you're like, you're like, it, it permeates and all per, permeates. Oh, fuck. I can't talk to no, permeates permeates you. Permeates in all yep. aspects of your life where, you know, if you don't feel safe in a relationship, your walls go up, you run, you act out. If you don't feel safe in the place you're, you're sleeping, like, yeah. You know, you won't get sleep, you won't. And I think safety and, like, love and shelter and mm. kindness are, are, like you were saying, like, things that we kind of dismiss as a society. Yeah. And also trust. Because if, you're, if, you, yes. if you have trust in your parents or you have trust in your surroundings or you have trust in your friends or your partner, that goes a hell of a long way as well. And... It, yeah, I like that Rob ended on just understanding how he's now redefining his life on his terms. He's keeping his job, but it's on his terms. And it's because he wants to, not because he has to. It's opened yeah. some portals for him. And, you know, Kyle, I know that you're a, you like to have multiple things going on. And that's how, how you get the best out of yourself. Because, you know, you have ideas. You want to do some of this, some of this, some of this. And I was talking about how my day job is strangely is all consuming but nothing's changed and it's not all consuming anymore because we we do this together and it's just perspective and it's just we we are in control we are to a degree in control of our happiness and we can choose we can choose happiness yeah it's you know on talking about your job i missed visiting you at work and Going to the like taco cart or that. Yes, same. I know. <laughs> Me too. Well, well. Thanks for thanks for dialing in, listeners. Thanks for listening. We love you. Don't forget to subscribe. 
don't forget to share our podcast with everyone you know and who you think would benefit from all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and you know, I want to say one last thing since we're on suicide. To anyone who might be in that place or thinking about it and thinking like, you know, it's the end of the road and I can't Mm. go any further, Mm. email us Mm. because I would much rather listen to your story than attend your funeral. Hmm. That's good, Kyle. Well, not that I'd be attending their funeral because I don't know them. We get the premise. Yeah, and we do have people um, we can put you in touch with and um, and lots and lots of people we've met along the way with some experience of coming through, coming through and coming out the other side, right? Absolutely. Thanks, Kyle. You're amazing. I love you, man. So love, are you. Love you too, brother.